Welcome to the True Blue Riftcast, the number one Rift Tracks podcast in the world. I am Superfan Jeremy, and as always, I am joined by... Hello, yes, I'm, I'm Superfan Dave. And uh, you may notice we have a new theme song. We're going to be using it what? for a while here. Uh, the name of the song is Rock Till You Die. It's by Songwriter X and the Skeleton Band. You can check out the full version of Rock Till You Die. And there are many other songs over on YouTube. Just search Songwriter X and the Skeleton Band, or you can click the link that we're going to have here in the episode description. So thank you again, guys, for letting us use your song. I absolutely love it. Very excited to have an actual song for a theme song instead of uh, Torgo's theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we all love we all love Manos, but um, it's weird because I've been thinking eh, maybe we should have a different tune because that uh th- that tune, while it's fun and everyone loves it, you know, because it's Manos and everything. Yeah. It just doesn't. It just really didn't really fit the 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 tone of our podcast. And uh, when you showed it to me, and you're like, "Hey, look at this!" And a week later, I looked at it. Um. <laughs> I uh, like I was looking at the music video. I was like, "What is that?" My first reaction was like, "I saw these weird skeletons." I was like, "No, I hate this. Absolutely not." But then it's just like it grew on me, and I actually really, really love it. The uh, it's definitely creative and weird, and I like it a lot. Yes. Um, so it's uh, I think it's definitely a uh, a great fit for our podcast. So so thank you guys. I really do like your I really do like your work. We don't really have much to get into the way of headlines because we've got so much to talk about today. But we will take a look at the weekend box office real quick. The number one movie, to no one's surprise, It Chapter 2. Oh, right, that thing. I heard there's a clown in that. It's something like that. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Let uh, me ask you this. Let me ask yes. you this, Jeremy. You know, uh, <laughs> sure, like if you were a kid, and you saw a clown with razor-sharp teeth hanging out in the sewer, would you talk to it like nope. it happens all the time? Absolutely not. Well, you would run screaming, right? <laughs> That's my thing. I mean, I I love Stephen King, and I love Tim Curry, and, uh, you know, I, I, I know this is not... I know we're not talking about the Tim Curry movie, obviously. We're talking about the uh, uh, new new set of movies, the new duology... Yeah, but that's just the, the like the one thing like the setup, the iconic thing about the clown in the sewer and the little kid talking to it. The little kid would not do that. <laughs> no, not at all. It's just like so. It's just like the whole premise of the thing is just faulty from the word go. <laughs> but it is scary as hell, and I do get why people like it. So. Yeah, I made ninety-one million dollars. Wow! Opening weekend, the number two movie. Made $85 million less. What? That's uh, Angel Has Fallen, oh, breaking in wow. a paltry $6 million. Uh, but that's the number two movie. It just gets worse from here. Uh, Good Boys at number three. Lion King at number four. And Overcomer still in at five. And, Dave, I think the death knell is officially tolling for Avengers Endgame. How? I, I It has been in theaters for 20 weeks now, and it only made $12,000 this past week. Oh, dang. No, but didn't last week, didn't it make $50,000 last week? Last week, it was almost 100000 again. Oh, okay, yeah. The week it, before, it was it was fifty, but... But now it made 12000 Yeah, I think it's finally, it's only in 55 uh, theaters now, and... Oh. Uh, wow, so... I think, well, I think probably with it, I think that's probably why. I think because that's going to be like the, I think it is probably like the revival of the movie, right? Because, like, because, like, since I think probably since like Spider Man and Toy Story 4, there hasn't been a lot people really wanted to see. It's been kind of like the slow grind, you know, it's been a weird movie year, honestly, where everything is like all the movies everybody wanted to see came really early with the exception of Star Wars, which is, you know, still a while. Still, still to like come and four months away, yeah. Guaranteed to make an obscene amount of money. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, it's just everybody saw Endgame, everybody saw Spider-Man, and to a much lesser extent, Toy Story 4. 
and then just like looked at the rest of the uh, lineup for uh, until this and Star Wars. They're just like they just noped out. You know, I mean, we've said it several times on the podcast, but it's just things. It's like Endgame was just the end all be all for this year until now. So yep. So that's it. That's all we got news wise. So let's take a look at our short reviews of Rift Track Shorts. Yes. For this week's short review of Rift Track Shorts, we're going to be taking a look at You're the Judge, released July 23rd, 2013. Two high school girls, Faith and Sally, are planning a party so that Bill and Frank will come over. The only problem is that the two guys would rather go bowling with each other. I think I know this one. They argue a bit, and then they end up making a bet where the two girls and guys end up planning a cook-off. Uh, they learn from their mom that they need Crisco shortening because that's what the recipe called for. They just can't substitute oil for it. The guys, of course, use oil and not Crisco. And then they make the biscuit dough and pie crust at the same time. Can you see where this is going? Here's that a hint. going to be terrible. You, you don't. <laughs> you also need enough Crisco for the fried chicken. The most important thing uh, that you're going to get out of this whole short is that you need Crisco. 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 Is this like a this is Hormel thing and it was is it, it was produced by Crisco? Yes. Really? Okay. Yeah, Crisco is the main point of this short. Crisco. <laughs> that's 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 it. Crisco. Just Crisco. Oh my gosh. Is this the short where um at, at the very beginning there are two girls and there are two guys and they're trying to get the guys to come over and uh one of the wrestlers is like no we want to bang you you idiot yep yep okay that's exactly in this i do remember this one <laughs> yeah what's, it's, what's it called again you're the judge you're the judge okay i'm gonna have to watch that now because I do have fond memories of this, and now I do want to watch it again. So thank you, Jeremy. You're welcome. It's a very good short. Um, this this one this one definitely gets a four out of five for me, and you need to spend the ninety nine cents on it if you haven't already, uh, or if you didn't get it as uh, one of the free shorts from this year's Kickstarter. Ooh, was a Kickstarter reward? Yes. So. Oh, sure. you that, here, here, yeah. Here, here's the thing about uh, about like, the Kickstarter shorts is that if you already own the shorts um, that they have prizes for, is that they give you a um, they uh, give you credit to go ahead and buy like other ones that you don't have. Yeah, yeah. You usually uh, get credit at the cost of the short. And it ju- and it just seems like every year, like. This year, I know at least one full-length VOD was paid for <laughs> with the credit that I got. Uh, so I own more shorts than I think that I do. Yeah. Um, but uh, sometimes, that like, um, what I used to do, and I think I just might do it again, is what I used to do uh, if there wasn't a, uh, uh, a full-length re- release, I would just go buy, like, 10 shorts that i didn't already own and then just watch those and it would be like it was a uh, a a release um i haven't done that in a long time i think i might start doing it again you should you definitely should that sounds like a good idea that's not something i can do i can't just go buy new shorts because i already own every single one of them but <laughs> but it would be a good way to uh to complete the shorts library yeah definitely and you know 10 shorts for 10 bucks. Usually some of them are a little bit longer. So they're a little bit more expensive, like setting up a room. And then next week for our short reviews of Rift track shorts, we are going to be taking a look at the saga of Norman. Yeah. All all of, all of the Norman shorts. We'll be taking a brief look at next week, but for now let's take a look at this past week's new release vacation days from bridget and mary joe yes um so this is another entry in the teenagers uh saga i guess you can call it um and we have now reached the midway point of that yeah it's weird because um 
like a staple of the movies of those movies up to this point is that you know they were all a bunch of high school doofuses, right? And um, here's the thing: is that they actually graduate at the beginning of this movie, but you don't actually see them graduate. You see them like come out of. <laughs> you see them walking out of graduation, and you see the principal and like the teacher saying, "Oh, congratulations, 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 congratulations!" It's like, wow, another term, another set of great. It's just kind of like like it happens all the time for these people. That's, uh, like that's really like, weird. Yeah, it's like oh, but oh, look, we just graduated from high school. It's like no, that's not that's not what happens. It's like you graduate from you graduate from high school, and it's just like oh my gosh, my life as I have known it for the entirety of my existence, almost other than being a, a small child, is now completely over with. But they're just like oh well, I'm just gonna go do whatever, right? So. I think like like they all decide to like go on like one final adventure together, even though there's like four movies after this. <laughs> and they go to this weird camp. Like yeah, this weird the one that was uh didn't somebody like inherit that? Yeah, it yeah, was Miss, it's, yeah, Miss it's a, oh, it, It's a ranch. It's a yeah. ranch, that's right. Um <laughs> she and invites course, all the kids to spend yep. the summer at Hacienda Hinklefink. Mm-hmm. And they're all just hanging out together. So it's just like, now, when I was in high school <laughs> and I graduated, I mean, like, there was a little tiny bit of, like, of residual hanging out with your friends, I guess. But, you know what, I'll even take that back. How fast did you drift away from your high school associates after you graduated from high school? Uh, the next day. Yeah, it- just I, was, yeah. I mean, I, I, I went to, to boot camp, but I mean, that was definitely a, uh, a contributing uh, factor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's just like you just lose like, like I, I don't think how fast you lose contact with these people is like it's so fast. Well, and- for us kids these days with the Facebooks and the Twitters and the Instagrams. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just that I just it just really didn't ring true. I mean, the riff's awesome. Bridget and Mary Jo are freaking fantastic, but it's I don't know. It it just didn't seem like it was realistic. And of course, you have um, that guy who sings the drop of a hat. He's uh, he's out there singing "Home on the Range," and it's just like you want to nope out of the movie so bad at that point. <laughs> It's just like, oh no, 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 more songs. Now, was that was that before or uh, or after the orchestra showed up? That was before. <laughs> oh, and of course, the kids find themselves in the middle of some crazy plot or or. Oh event. yeah, the the bank robbery that's yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that. It's just like they just happen to find themselves in something that's completely unrelated to any of them. <laughs> and in the next movie, it's never brought up again. Uh, so it's crazy. It's just and I believe I believe this is the last one that was produced by Sam Katzman, uh, famous schlock master of the 40s and 50s. It's pretty cool that uh bridget and mary joe are they're continuing with the series but also that they're doing the series in order yes that's that's very nice that they're doing them in order uh, which is uh considering uh between kill or be killed and kill and kill again and uh the billions i million eyes of samuru and um the girl from rio yeah uh which both were done out of order by Mike, Kevin, and Bill. I mean, that, that's not a criticism. I just think it's kind of funny. Just as they have been doing for the for the other films in the series, Bridget and Mary Jo, uh, it's just I love listening to these two together on riffs because you can just tell that they're having a blast. Mm-hmm. They it's just have so much like fun you, together. You, you can almost believe that it's not scripted. Almost. Yeah. It's very natural. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a lot of fun hanging out with those ladies. I look forward to more. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure we'll get more. I hope we do because the next movie is uh, about uh, moving on to San Juan Junior College together. Wait, these kids. 
<laughs> These kids are supposed to be like, okay, well, it's kind of like, you know, when you go to school, you go to elementary school, you all go to the same elementary school together. Then you all, then you all go to the same middle school or junior high together. Then you all go to the same high school together. That's if you don't move. Yeah. Now, college, look, you don't have to do that. <laughs> I mean, if you're just sticking around and going to a local, you know, community college or whatever, sure. That's one thing. But, like, no. Yeah. I mean, unless these guys signed, like, a blood oath uh, that they would would stay together. They would never each other's side ever. Yeah. Until the end of time. Yeah. (laughs) Nuts to that. Yeah. Nuts to that. Nuts to this crappy movie. Let's go on to a completely different crappy movie. Yes, we have lots. 50 years later. We have lots of words to say about this one. Uh, our listener poll this past week was uh, The Last Slumber Party, Crater Lake Monster, and Super Mario Brothers. And, of course, Super it Mario Brothers. Slaughter. It It really ran away it, with it. It was a complete yeah, it, landslide. I actually kind of knew that it was going to win when you said that we're adding that up. Be like, well, we're doing Super Mario Brothers. I didn't realize that it was going to like get like double the the votes of everything else. No, I thought it would be at least a little bit closer to the other two. Um, but hey, I guess that's what happens when you stack the deck in your favor. Yeah, I know, right? As as you'll find out at the end of the podcast, we are definitely going to be doing in next week's listener poll. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, today we are talking about the infamous Super Mario Brothers movie that was released in 1993 that really had nothing to do with the video games other than Mario and Luigi and Koopa. Like just some of the names being used. Yeah. Mhm. Uh, but it's <sighs> Okay, yeah, people... this movie, this movie is just like, and like that's like the number one thing that people have to say about it is that is is that it has nothing to do with the games, but that's really only the beginning of. I mean, like we can start there. <laughs> yeah, but there's that's just like the the surface. There's so much more that's like deeply wrong with it. Like just like as a movie itself, like. I don't know if you can really like because it has that title Super Mario Brothers on on it and that contributes so much to it and makes everything that's wrong with the movie even wronger. <laughs> just so weird and just bad and there's a whole story behind the production and why uh, Bob Hoskins says that this is the worst thing that he's ever done. <laughs> he uh, was right. Yeah, and it's just it's just bizarre and um it was actually something that um, I remember the production, even the production of the riff tracks is something of <laughs> a weird, is something of a weird tale. And I'll just cover it very quickly. In 2012, riff tracks released a, uh, a, um, a poll. It's like, what's one of the worst movies ever. And super Mario brothers was on it. Yep. Okay. And when they released the results of this poll, they actually released a short clip, a riff of a riff. Uh, that they did of this scene that's in the uh, de-evolution room, and that was in 2012. The full riff was not ri- was not released until 2014. Yeah. So, and uh, this was actually, I, I take it back. It might have been 2013 when this uh, when when this poll was was released. Anyway, it it it, it doesn't matter. It, it happened well before the release of the full riff, and the jokes were almost identical. So I do know that it happened before uh, McBain and Cool as Ice, which were the two VODs that kind of like changed the whole VOD game. At that point, uh, Super Mario Brothers was kind of like the holy grail of the, uh, kind of like kind of like what Masters of the Universe is now. It's kind of like the holy grail. And people have been wanting it. They've been asking for it for a very, very long time. And the thing is, is that they couldn't really release it as an MP3 because the movie itself just wasn't available. Right. So in 2014, out of the blue, I remember waking up one morning, getting my, because 
Yeah, even back then, I was such a Rift Tracks freak. Like, I think Friday mornings or Thursday mornings, whenever it was, they released them back then. I think it was Fridays. I either went to the website or I saw Mike Nelson say it on Twitter, New Rift Super Mario Brothers, VOD. I was like, Jigama, what? <laughs> and it was like, it was just like, it just like punches you in the face. Like, VOD of Super Mario Brothers on Rift Tracks. And it was just the coolest thing that nobody was expecting. But since they did have that little bit of it back in 2012 or 2013 or, or whenever it was, you kind of got the feeling that this had been in the works for a very long time. And either they like something was going on behind the scenes to get it to be released as a VOD. And we finally got it. I'd love to be able to hear, you know, what the process was, like how they finally got it, because it's just and it became like an immediate uh, cornerstone for Rift Tracks. Yeah, the, the only the only bit of the story that I know about this riff comes from Eric. He mentioned it in the comments on the poll, and he said that this riff almost killed Mike. And I I remember what? hearing it just it's like his least favorite movie that they've ever done is Super Mario. Bros. Oh, so he's like Bob Hoskins. So <laughs> he's like he's like that. I remember because uh, this was so. This was pre-story. This was about a year before I started doing like the actual storybook, and I was still just doing just like little art figures for uh, Rift Tracks movies that came out. And I did all the Super Mario Brothers, right? And I put it on my Twitter, and Mike Nelson retweeted it and said, "This is so awesome, the art, not the movie." <laughs> so that kind of reminded me of one of my interactions with Mike Nelson. That's been. Whenever I can get an interaction with Mike Nelson, I think it's excellent. He's always been very, very, very cool with me, and I'm always appreciative of, of that. So that's something that's very cool. There's a lot of very interesting backstory about the production of this movie, like we mentioned earlier. Um, but some of it is even like weirder than, than I had known until I looked it up uh, earlier after watching the movie. Um, like literally right before we started the podcast. It's what you got to do sometimes. Otherwise, you know, sometimes we want to like jettison a lot of a lot of these movies because they're just so bad. Yeah. But they uh, met with uh, producer uh, Roland Joff. <laughs> uh, it was his it was his new production company, Light Light Motive. And it was inexperienced, but he had some experience as a director he directed a couple Oscar-nominated films, The Killing Fields and The Mission. Um, Never heard of either of them, but it's okay. <laughs> Nintendo was intrigued by his ideas, but he the what really sold him is that he agreed to let them keep full merchandising rights with the what? film. <laughs> so they're like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> how are they um, gonna, I don't know how they merchandise that thing. Lots of McDonald's tie-ins, I'm sure. I, I don't honestly don't remember, but I know it was there. I know it was there. But the studio approached Danny DeVito to direct the what? film and to play Mario. They also approached Arnold Schwarzenegger and Michael Keaton to play King Koopa. All three of them passed on the project, rightfully so. But this one, <laughs> they originally did have a different actor signed on to play Mario but the executives thought that he was asking for too much money. So they fired him in favor of Bob Hoskins, who was fresh off of the success of the films like Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Hook. And they felt that he would be a more bankable star. But then shortly after, uh, the guy that they replaced won Oscars for both Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. No. Yes, I'm talking, of course, about Tom Hanks. Wait, he was going to play Mario? Yes. Tom, Tom Hanks was originally Hanks. signed on to play Mario. Could you even imagine that in this movie? We would not hear. Okay, look, here's the thing. That's like picturing that Tom Selleck killed, that as Indiana killed. Jones. It would have killed Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, his career would have been over. Like, 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 like every movie, like every movie Tom Hanks has been in since then, imagine those movies didn't exist. <laughs> that's what would have happened i'm not even kidding that, no. that, you know the first draft of the script was written by one of the guys who wrote rain man they said it was a little too dramatic 
Um, and so they gave it to the team who worked on the Flintstones and Richie Rich. Oh, no. That version of the script, it says, was uh, more in line with the actual Mario. They traveled to a magical land reminiscent of, like, the Wizard of Oz or Alice in Wonderland. Um, so, you know, King Koopa would have actually been a, a giant green lizard king. And, uh, you know, it would have been a little more colorful and lively. Well, you know, not as much screaming, yeah. probably. There's plenty of that in the riff. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. The movie got rushed into production and blah, blah, blah. Every, everything from this point on is, is pretty much history. But, um, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting, some of the people that were initially going to be a part of the film. But let's uh, let's talk about the actual movie. Yeah, and so... what what it entailed. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we've already said that this, that this has nothing to do with the games. You know, the games are very, um, I don't even know how you make a movie out of something like super Mario brothers, because super Mario brothers, like the games themselves are very, you know, they're video games, you know, they're, they don't really have a story. That's not, it's, it's a completely different medium of, and it's an interactive experience. So you might, one might argue you really don't need to make a movie out of this, but like, that's like the ultimate validation is to have something that's made a movie out of and then sent to the big screen, even though we see so many of these things just completely fail. People don't ever really seem to learn that not everything needs to be a movie. But Except they are they are trying again. Yeah, it's, it's going to be bad. They're, it's I mean, going to be a CG movie by the same guys who make all the minion stuff. Yeah, because it worked out so well with Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> um, so there's a meteorite crash that supposedly killed the dinosaurs. Right, sixty-five million years ago or whatever. Yeah. And it somehow creates an alternate universe. <laughs> okay, look, we're already in ridiculous scientific theories. <laughs> 10,000 now. It's just like, oh, just creates another universe? Yeah, it just did. Don't worry about how. It just did. And okay? it, it also somehow transported all the dinosaurs over into that new universe. Yes, it, like into the new universe. But uh, only the dinosaurs. No, None of the mammals that were there at yeah. that point. God. So, yeah, and then... They evolved into humans, basically. The uh, the dinosaurs evolved into humans. And um, I guess in that world as well, fungus also evolved into humans. Yeah. Um, it's weird. So, uh, I, so I guess the dinosaur humans and the fungus humans were at war with each other. And... King Koopa, Bow—I don't even want to call him Bowser. They don't call him Bowser in the movie. They just call him Koopa. Yeah. They uh, somehow the Mushroom King gets devolved. He got hit with a devolve gun and got uh, <laughs> turned into a gigantic booger. Yeah, he he gets turned into a fungus that ends up uh, when we when we join the story in modern modern times, he has spread across the entire uh, city. I hesitate to say kingdom because. We find out it's really just one city yeah, and then really everything just, else yeah. is desert. But before that happened, he, his wife, I think, sent their daughter um, to the real world and <laughs> dropped <laughs> dropped their uh, daughter's egg off at a at a church for the nuns to take care of. Okay, um, now that's another thing. She's <laughs> okay. Okay, all right. <laughs> Now, okay, she, the Princess Daisy, not Princess Peach, Princess Daisy. I have a theory about why she's called Daisy, because at that time, Princess Toadstool was still called Princess Toadstool. The word Toadstool sounds like poo, <laughs> and uh, that's not a very marketable uh, name. And there's, our, and there's another character, a well-known character named Toad, that's played by Mojo Nixon <laughs> in this movie. Who again, nothing like the toad that we know in the game. So yeah. I think they probably had to felt the need to change that up. Whether well, or not they actually took the name Daisy from Princess Daisy uh, of Sarasaland from yeah. Super, from the Super Mario Land series, 
I don't know if they're that clever. Uh, maybe they just pulled Daisy out of a hat or kind of like, you know, Daisy's very base name. Uh, it's very easy to come up with. I don't know. I Something tells me that they actually did pull it from Super Mario Land and the Game Boy. Yeah. So, yeah, you're probably right about that. I just wanted to throw that out there. But, yeah, she, she wasn't uh, – Princess Toadstool wasn't Princess Peach Toadstool yet. She was just Princess Toadstool. And yeah. Yeah, she 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 wasn't Peach until '96 um, when Mario 64 came out. Yeah. But anyway, back, back to, to the, the movie. Thing. Yeah, back to the movie. It's crazy because okay, so the king got hit with a de-evolved gun and he devolved into fungus, which means he evolved from fungus. Yeah. Okay. But his daughter is being hatched from an egg, which <laughs> means she's a freaking dinosaur. Well, maybe well, she's like a crossbreed. Which or something. is it? What is happening? Is she a Koopa? I don't like. Is that how it works? So wait, wait, hang on. <laughs> Maybe uh, her mother was no. <laughs> but we'll say fertilized uh, by Koopa, and uh, that's where the egg came from, and that's why part of the reason why she ditched. <laughs> why did you do that to me? <laughs> because it makes the moment later in the movie that much creepier, where he. Uh, Says that a, a little girl never forgets the first time she's kissed by a lizard. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so let's. But just that's actually in the movie. Yeah. That is something from this movie, and it is terrible and awful and and disturbing. And yeah, we get back to modern times, and uh, we we meet Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario in their apartment, uh, where Luigi's watching TV, and Mario is on the phone with somebody about a plumbing job and they they try and rush out and get in their car and or their van rather and oh also they're idiots yes or, or at the very least luigi is pretty much everybody in this movie is an idiot but we we get to wherever this plumbing job was supposed to be and oh they were beat there by the other guys capelli yeah scapelli plumbing Hell, ah it's yeah. scapelli he beat us <laughs> and uh so they're they're leaving their van breaks down and we kind of stay at the scene where this plumbing thing, the plumbing emergency was supposed to be uh, because we see our wonderful uh, developer and he's trying to kick out a bunch of, uh, what were they? NYU students, I think. Yeah. Uh, from an archeological dig in the middle the of the city in New yeah. York city. <laughs> And uh, they're trying to uh, scare them into leaving. And this is where we are introduced to Daisy, of course. And then oh, a couple also of Fisher Stevens. Yes. Koopa, a couple of Koopa's henchmen who are, again, idiots. And the, the, the movie just gets dumber from here. Like uh, Luigi meets Daisy and asks her out on a date at the uh, Prodigy. Yeah, I'm a Mario. total stranger. I'm a total creeper. Yeah, who who we find out during the date that Mario isn't actually his brother, but more like his foster dad. Wait, so are they not brothers? No, in the movie they are not brothers. It's it's brought up during during the dinner date where uh, Luigi was an orphan and Mario took him in and raised him and was basically like his father and his brother and his. So he's like Denny. Yes. Yes, it's Denny and Johnny. <laughs> okay. And Mario has a girlfriend there. Yeah, like a, a Fran Drescher wannabe uh, girlfriend. They, of course, are eating at an Italian restaurant. Uh, uh, when they when they leave, Luigi walks Daisy home, and Mario takes his girlfriend back to her place in the van. And uh, the two... The two idiot henchmen follow Mario and his girlfriend because they think his girlfriend is Daisy wearing a disguise, and they kidnap her. It's just, this movie's really hard to talk about because there's so much that happens, but not really anything is happening. Like, it's just a bunch of little little set pieces, yeah. and it's, it's barely connected to the next. Mm -hmm. Daisy is at the, the, the dig site, and, and she has a oh, and she has a she she has a piece of the meteor around her neck. Yes, like that's the that thing. Was left it's with the only thing. Yeah, that was that was left with her egg, and I guess that's like how you go in between worlds. How they even know that this other world exists? 
is, yeah. is never explained. King King Koopa is trying to find Daisy because he uh, wants to uh, eat the president, stone. President Koopa. Oh, President Koopa, whatever. He's trying to uh, to get the stone, the piece of the meteorite, so he can put it back in the meteorite and merge the two worlds together. There's some serious dark crystal stuff happening. <laughs> Only with less nightmare fuel-inducing puppets. That's got to be one hell of a meteor that that it can do that. Like, the physics of it is just... You, yeah, so Daisy gets kidnapped by the henchmen, and Luigi and Mario follow her into this other world, and uh, that's where the real fun begins. And by fun, <laughs> I mean, as they, what they say, uh, it's like they took the Total Recall set out of a dumpster. <laughs> And uh, let's see, we get a bunch of cleavage shots. We get uh, some bikini dancers. There, There is one thing that mostly resembles something from the games, and that's the uh, bomb The bomb yeah. That they get from the from the Fungus King. I just, I feel so dumb even saying this stuff out loud. Like, how did they write this? How did anybody write this and go, yeah, this is going to be great? Well, I mean, I, I read someplace that this was... It. I mean, I don't know if this means anything, but it was done by a husband and wife team, <laughs> which honestly doesn't surprise me because <laughs> it just seems like something a couple of lame parents would write. You know, little Jimmy really likes that Mario Brothers game. How about we spice it up a little bit for him? Yeah, make it really cool. put in a bunch of panty shots. And <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, then we, we get to meet uh, Mojo Nix and his toad. And he gets stuck in the de-evolution machine, and he gets turned into one of the Goombas, who are these really super big guys with really teeny tiny heads. Yeah, because and, those are those are what Goombas are in the game. Yeah, we get uh, we do get to see Yoshi, who's basically was, a Velociraptor. This came out in '93. It might have come out either. Something tells me there's some kind of Jurassic Park connection having this dinosaur because Mar- Super Mario World di- hadn't been out for like maybe a couple of years at this point. Jurassic Park and Super Mario Brothers came out the same year. Yeah, okay. I think Yoshi really is like the only, I mean, like there are like, there's nothing from the games. There are like sort of references to things in the game to kind of like justify it. Be- I mean, <laughs> Toad obviously is one of them. The rocket boots, those those are yeah. in the game. Uh, they are? Oh, <laughs> No. Yeah, okay. That's right. Did you mean like Kaburu shoe or no? That's... <laughs> which which does get a riff. It does get yeah. mentioned in a riff, which I thought was was pretty good. Yeah, that's uh that's definitely Connor and Sean right there. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole movie is just one of the riffs is they they realized too late that they didn't actually write a script, so they were just doing stuff. And that seems to be fairly fitting, even though we know there was actually some sort of a script. Well, I think that um, Bob Hoskins was saying that uh, they were like it was supposed to go a set number of weeks, but it went like almost double that <laughs> because things were changing like so much. And it, his, his experience on it was just so miserable. And you think about it, this movie and this movie bombed like you would not believe. Yeah. Uh, it. Yeah, so the budget on this ended up being $48 million. That is a lot of money in the early 90s. Yes, it 48 is. $48 million. In the box office, $20.9 million. Oof. Wow. So they barely even made half back. Yeah. And so, like, not even. After that, Nintendo just completely noped out of the movie business. Like, completely. Yeah. They're just like, oh, no. I mean, like... I mean, like, because, like, this movie should have made bank because Mario has essentially become. I have a Mario plush doll that I'm looking at right now that he, 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 he just. I'm not even kidding. He hangs out with me um, all the time. Mario is like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, he's very synonymous with video games. Right, like, in everybody knows he's one of the most recognizable icons and brands and characters in all of pop culture. I mean, Mario is it. And uh, this movie should have made bank even back then. And the fact that it didn't is just it takes something that should have made a lot of money. And if you make the wrong decisions, it's going to go very badly for you. I mean, it obviously it didn't it didn't affect the video games. 
I mean, thank God, because the video games are wonderful. Yeah. But um, it just made Nintendo be like, we're not going to go through that again. You know, I don't know if the video games were ever in danger, but I mean, I think it's more like seeing something like that happening to their main guy, you know, so I can't imagine why they wouldn't want something like The Legend of Zelda or Metroid or like to a lesser extent Star Fox, you know, things like that uh, get made into a movie because like, look what happened. Right. They, They never wanted to risk that again. Uh, in a in an interview in 2011 uh, with Bob Hoskins, The Guardian, we're just asking him a bunch of uh, little questions, and he was giving short answers. And they said, uh, "What's the worst the worst movie you've ever done? Super Mario Brothers. Uh, if you could edit your history, your past, what would you do? I wouldn't have made Super Mario Brothers. Like, he must have thought about it a lot. <laughs> I I think anybody who would have ended up starring in a movie like that probably has that rattling around in their brain for a while at how terrible of a, of a thing that they created. If they're, you know, at least self-aware enough to do that. Unlike um, other people, we won't, we won't mention any names of any directors. Oh, on that note, have you seen that uh, James Wen just released his new short film? Ah, yes. Uh, Cosmic beauty, which is, literally it's literally a youtube slideshow with some music where he went and he found just a bunch of jpegs and they're all stretched out like they're they're not like zoomed in to fit they're stretched sideways so everything is like wonky on them it's so bad Got an alert like, on my phone because I subscribed to his uh, YouTube channel and I hit that I rang the bell. Uh, like I want stuff when this a hole who I hate posts something new. And it was in the middle of the night the other night, man. It was in the middle of the night, and I hear I'm like, who's who's trying to talk to me? And it was an alert from YouTube. It's like movie head pictures just posts. Cosmic, and I've been waiting for this post cosmic space. And I was like, okay, here we go. And so I was immediately awake. And then I was almost asleep again. And it's just, guys, guys, go see. Well, pull well, up. At- we'll link it in the episode description because it's, it's quite literally like he went to the NASA pick of the day website, mm-hmm. took a bunch of pictures, and then made a slideshow with some music behind it. And a little bit of text talking about how many stars and cosmic beauty and blah, blah, blah. And it is terrible. It is so much worse. This is quite literally the worst thing that I've ever seen come out of him. Well, I mean, (laughs) no, no, because it's, it's the other stuff at least had people and like some sort of an effort from, from the other people. This was nothing. And the fact that he thought, that I'm sorry, I'm going off here now. The fact that he thought that he was going to be able to submit this to the freaking Oscars, like, just shows how delusional this human being is. He is, he is a madman and not in the good way. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> this dude. <laughs> oh, what fun. Oh, I think we were talking about Super Mario Brothers. The movie is terrible. It does have it does have one really great line in it, and there's one really stupid scene that, for whatever reason, I really enjoy watching. And I think it's just because of the arrangement of the music in the background. But when Mario and Luigi are trying to sneak into Koopa's tower, and they're riding the elevator, and all of the Goombas keep getting on, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to get out without them seeing them. Oh, and Luigi no. starts oh, walking no. up behind them and making all of them dance to the music that's being played in the elevator, which is a polka arrangement of the underwater music from the original Mario Brothers. And they're like, they all start dancing together. And then that comes up again later in the movie where they, they're getting ready to invade Earth. And you hear over the radio the guy calling out to Koopa that the Goombas have all started dancing again. It just, it's so dumb, but I actually enjoy that. Can you imagine being John Leguizamo in that scene? 
them coming to you because at that point they don't have a script <laughs> and the director and the husband and wife team director it's like okay look here's what's going to happen today and they explain that that's what it's going to do can you can you imagine being a young john like was like oh yeah yeah i could do that yeah that sounds sure, great absolutely yeah yeah sure <laughs> my favorite line is from uh of course from dennis hopper and uh, the the tour de force of this movie and he has a line he's sitting in a mud bath and he just, he just goes he, you know what i like about mud it's clean and dirty at the same time that doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense whatsoever it might be one of the stupidest things i've heard coming out of an actor in a movie and uh what about plumber alert <laughs> plumber alert i like plumber i like alert. how I like how right before the invasion, too, he decides he's going to order a pizza. Uh, oh, oh! also tell him about uh, your favorite line about um, about Starship Troopers. Yes. Uh, the two the two Lenny and Squiggy idiot um, henchmen get put into the uh, evolution chair and they actually put it to evolve instead of de-evolve. So it's going to make them smarter. And uh, when one of them is coming out of the machine, the riff that we get is, I suddenly no longer have the urge to argue that Starship Troopers is a brilliant satire. Meaning that if you think that, you're dumb. Yes. <laughs> and you're uh, accurate. It, it, meant, it meant so much to me to hear that riff, uh, especially since you know we have mentioned Starship Troopers uh, here and how yeah, terrible I'm it is. And how much we both hate it. <laughs> so that was that was great to hear to hear that riff out of there. Oh, also, uh, re- remember, there's a riff there. Like, remember, at, at this time, Fisher Stevens was banging Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> what was Dennis Hopper thinking? I mean, we haven't talked about that guy. I think he was thinking, hey, man, I need some money. Respected counterculture icon. The um, one thing that I think that people remember the most from this movie is the um, Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario sequence. Oh, God. Yeah, when they're getting arrested by the yeah. police. They felt like they had to, like, Super Mario Brothers. They're like, why is it Mar- why is the Mario Brothers? No one was asking that crap. It, it, anyway, that's just one of the things that, you know, makes um, me angry. But, uh, Miyamoto did say... Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, the creator of Super Mario Brothers, for those of you who don't. Oh, that Shigeru Miyamoto. Okay. Yeah. In case you know, and just to clarify, in case you thought I was <laughs> talking about a different one, um, but he actually in in 2015 he did an interview and he did confirm that that his name is actually Mario Mario. I think I remember seeing something about that at the time, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Yeah. yeah so that's like the one thing they. That's like the one thing that that they kept from that movie which i hate honestly but you know whatever mario Mar- well i mean i hate the movie but i mean it's a fun riff but i mean uh the, but the whole concept of like mario mario it's just like shut up well you know well, the, the whole reason for that is so they could they could get the line into the movie at the end where they called them the mario brothers and the reporter for the uh, other worlds or whatever the hell that show they were watching was and they were featured on um, he said, I would call them the Super Mario Brothers. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Just just like the rest of the movie, it's terrible. But it is a great riff. So, yeah, uh, it's, you know, if, if you can sit there and you can watch other terrible movies that they've done just for the riffing, which obviously you can, otherwise you wouldn't be a fan of riff tracks, Um I would definitely check this one out if you have not seen it before. If you have seen it before, well, go just watch it again because yeah. you know, uh, you know, if Mike Nelson hates it, <laughs> and odds are it's been a while since you've watched this riff mm-hmm. because it came out five years ago. That's Super Mario Brothers. Now, on to on to our poll edition uh, for for next week's episode. Of course, The Last Slumber Party and Crater Lake Monster are still on the poll because they are still losers, and they have not won <laughs> for a few weeks now. Uh, and Super Mario Brothers... We may Brothers, just have to clear the slate eventually, but I mean... Yes. Uh, 
Super Mario Brothers is going to be replaced by the next movie that we will be talking about next week, and that is The Room. Sorry, Crater Lake Monster and The Last Lumber Party. <laughs> like, what, what was that about uh, stacking the deck? <laughs> yeah, this was not my idea, but I, I do love The Room. So. This, this was my idea because, honestly, I was looking for an actual reason to watch The Room again. Not just an excuse, but a reason. And uh, this this will be that reason because I just I really wanted to watch the riff again. Right. Oh, now we will be an opportunity. It'll give me an opportunity to talk about uh, my encounter with Tommy Wiseau. Yes, Uh, we will probably be talking a little bit at least about the two versions of this riff, Mm -hmm. uh, because most people are probably only familiar with the. the live show script that they released as adjust the jokes, but there was a different version that they released previously in 2009. Yeah. And so we will, we will be talking about that one a little bit, even though I don't think you can purchase it anymore. Yeah. We'll talk one, about that. Yeah. The one, the one with the uh, disembodio. Yeah. And, um, um, and all of the, and all his friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the bachelor party. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that more than likely next week. Uh, after the listener poll and the room wins by landslide like Mario Brothers did, probably more so. Everyone vote for Crater Lake Monster. I really want to talk about that. <laughs> I really, uh, really want to talk about Crater Lake Monster. We will get there eventually, Dave, I promise. That's going to do it for this week on the True Blue Riffcast. I am Jeremy. You can find me at pbandawesome.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at pbandawesome. If you want to get a hold of me directly, you can send me an email, jeremy at trueblueriffcast.com. And you can follow the Riffcast on Twitter at tbriffcast. And I'm Dave Chadwick, a.k.a. Sugar Ray Dodge. You can check me out on the web at sugarraydodge.com. You can send me emails at dave at trueblueriffcast.com. And don't forget to check out Songwriter X and the Skeleton Band on YouTube. We will see you guys next week. Watch Cosmic Peace versus Beauty, whatever. It's terrible. 